keeping a watchful eye on the media. The podcast too real for radio. You're listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike and MHB. Oh, a brand spanking new intro. It's official now, baby. We're partners. Partners in crime, partners in life, and partners in broadcasting. Blind Mike and MHB. That's right. Partners in bed. Every aspect. Weight loss partners. What's up, man? How you doing tonight? Weight loss, but you don't you don't look this felt. Come on. <laughs> that's right. That's a reason. You're... Now the reason to watch on YouTube is just to see how handsome I get week by week. That's right. If you're not watching on YouTube, you guys are missing out on a whole lot of sexiness. <laughs> if only we had voicemails from Lauren Lynn on live stream Ooh. like we did on the Minifan show yesterday, that was fantastic. She's eating um, it up, I'm sure. Oh, she is. She, she's lo- she's loving the praise. I've got to say, I want to I start. Uh, let me just turn around real quick. Oh, the score's not there. I never thought I'd see the day where I would say these words. But Michael Holly was right. Uh, <laughs> it Isaiah Thomas is better than Kyrie. I, what a I think, what a uh, fucking there, said it. what a joke that guy is. Jesus Christ! Like what an embarrassment. He's gonna Kyrie or Holly? Kyrie. Or both. Well, I mean both. <laughs> <laughs> but Kyrie, you expected something out of, not Michael Holly. Like Jesus Christ, Kyrie. He just g- gave up on the season basically because he knows he's going somewhere else. It's bad when even you know like the homers are starting to turn. Like some of like the hardcore guys, the Philly with the, with the BJBSJ guys yeah. are actually starting to turn on Kyrie, and 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 that's when that's when you know you know that that it's a lost cause at this yeah. point. They're just it's it's bad. Um, but I mean, hey, did you think it was important for them to get off to a fast start? You know, I always say, as we say in horse racing, a fast <laughs> start, a fast start is important. You know, um, ball ball movement is the movement of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to have the game on behind me, actually, but then I realized we'd get kicked off the U- off of YouTube, I think. Oh, you uh, should uh, – yeah. Um, there's not there's enough people watching right now that they would even report it, but yeah, maybe right. there's an algorithm. It's the score. Let's see. I oh, know they're not even playing right now. I've got it, I've got it on the background. I think so it literally I'll, is I'll... halftime. I think we are the halftime show for people. We are. So you can listen to Charles Barkley drone on and on and on about God knows what about how bad he is at golf. <laughs> Because, oh, that's so – that's everything, by the way, guys. Isn't it charming when you see it's, – it's, that joke is not tired and it's always fresh. Not tired of Barkley can't least, golf. <laughs> not tired in the I love Barkley, bit. by the way. But... Not beating a dead horse at all to see Charles Barkley miss and, and, and just yeah. botch chop shots at golf. No, there's I, – I could, I could watch that all day. Keep, keep the content. It's great. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got some shit to get into. Uh, MHB introducing another new segment to the show. You're a big, right. you're a big segment guy. You love a good segment. I, I, never, I do. I was never like that before, but then you know, I'm kind of liking it as we're going along here. Well, here, here's the thing. So there are some people that are, you know, just like blank canvas people, and there's some people that are sandbox people. I'm the person that put me in a sandbox, and I want to figure out how to break the rules, how to make it fun, how to how to Ooh. be, you know, that's fun. But sometimes when when there's too many options and it's just like you do whatever the fuck you want, yeah. I mean, it's it's just like okay, well. Sometimes you create the rules to break the rules, and that creates better better content, in my opinion, at least. I like so, it. and 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 I don't want to call them bits because, according to our Lord and Savior Kirk Minahan, right. uh, bits are radio hacky garbage. Bullshit. I don't I don't even necessarily agree with that. I think it's all about it, it's. The, this is the case with anything. Hack is how it, based on how it's done. You know what I mean? Like hack stand up is considered. Say you do a bit about airlines, about airplanes, whatever. But then there's, you know, or noon, Lu- noon 30, noon 30. Right. But then Louis C.K. comes out with a bit 10 years ago about airplanes. That's one of the most brilliant things you've ever heard in your life. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just about how you do it. So if you do bits well, then it's not really hack. You know what I mean? It's just about how creative shit is. C.K., but, I got to say, I mean, how is, he, how is he not banned from Facebook and Twitter by now? That is a – have you done this before, my friend? That is an excellent segue. What, an, uh, you know, what a what a brilliant segue that was. This is why they pay me the big bucks, the blind night <laughs> contract. 0.0, baby. So I was furious at this story, and it just seems, especially guys like our age and younger, mm-hmm. it seems like people just don't give a fuck about it. No, they don't. But if you missed it, uh, Facebook has banned some, some prominent names, including uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, Alex Jones, Louis Farrakhan. Losers. And, uh, com- complete assholes. People I would... Not want to listen to. I wouldn't if they were talking in my living room. I would ask them to leave. <laughs> but oh, yeah, the sure. fact that they're just giving their opinion for their audience that should be allowed. Um, so Facebook banned these guys based on essentially the fact that they're uh, promoting hate speech. I guess 
Hateful rhetoric, yeah. Hateful rhetoric. Which, which, what a, what a vague definition that is. I mean, that, that's... Of course. Could, well, well, first of all, the thing I think people should be most insulted by, and that's get this no one's talking about, is the fact that Louis Farrakhan was basically used as a token. Like, I think that's kind that's of... Right. Ra- it's racist. Right. What, they, what Facebook did was racist in a way, because yeah. they said... Well, we're going to get rid of all these, uh, you know, we got guys the black that... guy over there. We got the anti-Semitic exactly. black guy that we're, we're going to get all rid of all these white guys that are considered alt-right and shit. But hey, we don't want to look like we're doing that. We don't want to look like we're targeting one side. So let's pick the safest black guy to kick off Facebook, a guy that pretty much everyone agrees is a, a fucking racist, anti-Semite and fucking nuts. Except for Al Sharpton, but, you know, and, and Snoop Dogg. Well, he's a piece of shit, too. And Snoop Dogg. But... Uh, so they kick off Louis Farrakhan because he was safe to kick off, and they kick off Alex Jones and Milo and these guys because uh, that's the side that's safe to attack and go after. And if you question this, like I did, and I believe you did on uh, Twitter, yep. we kind of said uh, this is dangerous, guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and I don't believe it's a far leap to say if you like Kirk Minahan. Or if you like barstool sports, or if you like the comedy of Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle, or whoever, or even even someone political like Ben Shapiro, he could be next. Uh, well, that's the that's the easiest one to say, but not even Tucker Carlson. Yeah, you know what I well, mean. It's already like, happening let's go to with, a, with media matters. Yeah, right. it's already happening. So if you like a guy like that, and it doesn't, you know, let's say let's pretend it's Bill Maher, whoever, whatever side of the aisle you're on, whatever level of edginess you feel like you belong to. It's possible that we get to a point, if we keep kicking people off social media, we will get to a point where someone you like is kicked off. That's my point. My point is not that I like Alex Jones or Louis Farrakhan or Milo. I don't. I don't listen to anything they say. I think Alex Jones is a certifiable nut. However, Alex Jones has also been right about some shit. If you go back to the early 2000s... Yeah, human-pig hybrids. He was, right about, he, was, he was right about turning the frogs gay... He was right, of, but but genuinely, he was right about the the banking system, and he was right about the housing crisis. So what you're saying is one world government. Yes. Uh, so what you're saying is Alex Jones is wrong sometimes. So we're kicking him off Facebook. And what I what I mean by that is the the one that's thrown in my face all the time is Sandy Hook. Alex Jones says Sandy Hook was a conspiracy Correct. theory, and I believe 100 percent he is wrong about that. I believe he's out of his fucking mind. But there is a chance in a crazy world that he's right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe that Alex Jones is right. But uh, technically, I don't know that. I mean, the chances of him being being right are about as good as Joe Zambrano coming on this podcast. Exactly. I would say. It's, so, it's so, roughly zero. Yeah. But what I'm saying is Alex Jones is not saying, the go- I hope the government did this. He's saying, how ter- I, he goes, I believe this happened, and how terrible is that? He, okay, he get- genuinely believes that something crazy happened, and he's fighting against it in a way. Now, I think he's wrong, and I think the tactics that a lot of his fans use are, should be criminal in my mind. To attack a family that had their child died is fucking yeah. terrible. But in Alex Jones' mind, he's on the righteous path. And instead of saying, hey, we disagree with you, we're saying you're not allowed to give that opinion anymore. So you think he believes it? Because I think it's showmanship. I, I, I think he's full of shit. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's, a, uh, I think he's a snake oil salesman. I think he does yeah. some things deliberately for the sake of showmanship and shtick. I think that he, he clearly does that because he, he, he is a, uh, he's somebody that likes to he, – he, I don't want to say deceive people, but he understands – how to get people riled up and he understands that conspiracy theories sell to yeah. his base and he's playing his base it's red meat to the fucking wackadoos out there that 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 think that you know fucking hillary clinton is running a, a, a pedophile ring underneath pizza places in washington dc you know so i mean i think that you, you think he's sincere in his um, belief i think alex jones has fallen victim to what a lot more people will fall victim to as as social media goes on here I think Gavin McGinnis is a great example of this. Um, I see the where, Proud Boys guy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. asshole. Yeah. Um, where uh, another shining example of of, uh, of of toxic masculinity, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
But it's guys like that who have been like what well, Gavin McGinnis, I think, was originally like kind of a liberal, <laughs> like yeah. like a lot of these guys are. But he said some uh, Gavin McGinnis said some shit about transgender people that he think he believes it's a mental illness. Mm-hmm. He got thrown out of his company, and was then deemed the scourge of society. So I think Gavin McGinnis laid into that character and then kind of became that guy. I think when yeah. you're, I've said this about like Andrew Dice Clay before, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who Dice is mm-hmm. he Dice was originally a character that this guy, Andrew Silverstein did on stage. And Andrew Silverstein realized that the best part of his act was Dice so then he became Andrew Dice Clay on stage, and that was what he did all the time. And now he is Andrew Dice Clay. If you meet yeah. that guy in real life, that's how he is. He kind of just became that character. And that's, exactly. what I think, that's what I think Alex Jones is. I think, now, I think it did start as a character or a guy who knew what he was doing by selling conspiracy theories. And I think now he believes a lot of that shit. Have you heard about the conspiracy theory that he is himself a replicant? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a uh, real he's, theory he's, online. He's that comedian. He's Bill Hicks, right? Yes, that's right. Bill yeah. Hicks. The Bill Hicks. I went on a YouTube trail. For, if, if, for anybody that's that's listening, uh, go to YouTube and look up Bill Hicks, Alex Jones uh, replacement. It is fucking fascinating these people are literally these are these are these are people that that they're that they on terms of their their recently liked videos it's the bill hicks conspiracy theories and then the second like is always the flat earth movement and then yeah. it's like the lizard people and the bilderberg shit um but they think that that jones was replaced by this comedian bill hicks and that he is now he's actually like a tool of like the one world government and he's not actually really believing any of this shit i mean he's it's it's he's a i mean i i think he's a charlatan yeah. i think that he's dangerous but I don't think that do you, in what is, way in what way do you think he's dangerous? I think he's dangerous in the sense that so here's what I'll say. They've actually done studies and I can I wish that we had um, that we were in a Joe Rogan setting so we could pull this up. I could have yeah. Jimmy look it up. Um, but they've done there's an article out there. I'll, I, can, I can tweet it out after the show um, that talks about folks that believe in that list. They, they did studies of jo- listeners uh, to the Alex Jones program. Yeah. And they found that folks who were listeners tended to have higher possess higher traits on average of schizophrenia or paranoia. Yeah. Um, now it's it's the chicken or the egg argument. That's is, what is I was going to say. Yeah. Calling it or causing it or is that just because it's folks like that seek out I think that sort a guy of, like Alex Jones attracts those people that are already that are already like that. And the, to the dangerous thing cuz I hear that a lot. And the one the, I the only reason I bring up the Sandy Hook thing is cuz anytime I defend Alex Jones and again I don't particularly like the guy. I've never listened to his show. Uh, but anytime I defend Alex Jones, people throw the Sandy Hook thing at me and say, well, this is dangerous. He's saying the Sandy Hook thing. Okay, and if, my, my if, res- he, if he told the his listeners to go and well, harass the parents, then I, he, I, I, he should absolutely be deplatformed because that is incitement. That's he should be in jail, thing. honestly. If that, you know Correct. what I mean? Uh, well, well, Correct. Regardless of what the laws are, but I think did, that's just I, wrong. But he didn't do that. It's the, it's the narrative now. And we talk a lot about narrative, uh, the, how the, the preeminence of narrative over fact in, in 2019 culture and yeah. in recent years. So that has become the narrative and, and people don't give a shit. They don't even look into it. They just assume that he incited it and that he told his, his followers to do that when he clearly didn't. Um, but this incitement argument, we see this now with Ilhan Omar, uh, the darling of the left, as, as, as Ben Shapiro would say, so fresh, so face, um, <laughs> because they're the fresh faces. And, uh, and, 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 you know, if you criticize her at all for her anti-Semitic remarks, you are inciting violence. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but just recently, I'm not sure if you saw the Turtle Boy article, that some guy got arrested, arrested for threatening to kill Ben Shapiro. His, one of his, one of the, uh, the the young ladies that work for him, uh, and also Jared Kushner. And do you think that anybody asked um, anyone from the media checked in on Ben to talk about uh, the incitement and the rhetoric from from people online or, or, or rhetoric from people on the left that are anti-Semitic that make comments like, no, not at all. I have a feeling they, they didn't. No, <laughs> they don't care. That's that's my problem with things. And, and and you and I are very much the same way on this. Is it's about yeah. consistency, right? right? If you if you truly care about incitement, care about incitement on both cases. But when you only care about it on one end of the spectrum, you come across as disingenuous. And and people, anyone with a brain that isn't ethically compromised can see past it. Yeah. Well, it's also the other point I wanted to make about the uh, the, the dangerous thing. The idea of Alex Jones or Farrakhan or any of these guys being dangerous is my answer to that is always. Um, say, t- let's take the Sandy Hook thing for example. If you're you're coming at me and saying, "Well, that's dangerous. That's dangerous rhetoric," I would say, "Do you do you listen? If you listen to Alex Jones talk about that, 
would you all of a sudden believe him? And the answer would probably be no, right? Of course not. So why are we so arrogant to think that everyone else is dumb? Well, we wouldn't believe Alex Jones. We wouldn't be brainwashed by him. But we're so much smarter than everyone else. We need to protect. We need to protect the 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 lesser beings that would be. It's that would arrogant. Be, that would be That's taken. so pandering. It's, it's completely it's just, arrogant. It's so pandering, man. As if, as if, as if I, as if the people, as if you have so little faith in people's ability to have a fucking brain, right? And actually look at something and say and call it out for the bullshit that it is, or use their own voice. To say to call for boycotts to protest it because that's free speech that's the First Amendment but you have such little faith Facebook and here's the thing people make the argument that Facebook's a private private platform that they can do with it what they want I I, I get you I I get I get what you're saying I'm I'm with you to some extent here's the problem is that Facebook constitutionally from a government perspective is and I'm not the person that came up with this but this is it's they they treat it like like um like the phone right if I call you on you know I have Verizon. And I say something. If I say I'm going to go blow something up or something, something terror, like terrorist or something like that, is Verizon at fault for it? Right. Well, well right. They're, they're, they're that's the, that's the other thing too. Is, is Verizon going to ban me because I said that? <laughs> you know, well, like that's the thing people throw out of the, is they say, "Hey, Facebook can do what they want. Facebook's a pri- Facebook's its own private company. Well, first of all, it's a public company, but Facebook's a, an individual company that can do what they want, and iTunes is its own company that can do what they want, or Apple." Um, and again, my response to that would be yes, of course. We all know that. Let's, as Chris Curtis would say, get past that. Let's mo- yes, move right. past the fact that I know they're acting legally. I know they're acting within their rights. But iTunes is a platform for anyone. An asshole like me can upload his podcast to iTunes. Facebook, mm-hmm. you and I, a couple of pricks can both make a Facebook and essentially put whatever we want on there within reason. So they're open to anyone. They don't say, Hey, uh, liberals only, or, you know, uh, people of color only on Facebook. You know what I mean? They don't have rules like that. So when out of nowhere they just say, hey, these guys didn't fall in line with what they say, it's like, hey, maybe if they knew what my podcast was, they wouldn't like that either. You know what I I mean? I agree. And then that that goes back to the point of, hey, if you like Dave Portnoy, someday the wrong person is going to find those fucking skinny jeans jokes, and then maybe Barstool will get deplatformed. Yeah. And maybe then you'll finally be awake to what we've been screaming about for years, and you won't you won't be in on it. You won't be you won't we won't give a fuck that you lost your thing because we lost ours so long ago. I just hate the the sort of nagging nanny uh, woke scolding culture that has to tell me what type of media I'm allowed and not allowed to consume. To me, it just is so pandering. It comes across like, so, so here, you know, if, if anybody, so I grew up in a very, very conservative, uh, religious household, uh, legalistic, that sort of thing. Um, and so for me, when anything feels too close to religion, where it gets this sort of super, super moralistic sense, I have a very good like bullshit meter for that. I can, I can sense that. And when I see the moralizing from, from, from big tech companies that at the their core, all they are about is making money, right? Under the guise of of, of being woke and, and and political correctness and whatever agenda that they have, I get that, but they're still they're there to make money. I don't want them nagging me and being my my fucking nanny and telling me what I'm allowed and not allowed to look at because you know what does that shit emboldens the trolls, uh, the people, the, the the fuckers on 8chan, the white supreme, the actual white supremacists. The assholes, these cunts that, that are out there actually on these platforms that are planning shit, people that someone like Hillary Sargent is actually looking into and is exposing. She's actually doing some pretty cool work with that. It, 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 those people get emboldened every time that Facebook does this. What they don't understand is that think about if you grow up in a strict household that doesn't allow you to do shit. You know what you do? You want to do that shit that they right. tell you, that your parents tell you you can't do. Well, maybe and not anymore. That, the sad, that, here's the saddest thing to me. Is our generation? We're both twenty-seven, so pretty much, yeah. pretty much our generation and younger, maybe a little older than us. A bunch of pussies. It's, but it's not only. It's not only that. Our our age group used to be the 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 fucking rebels, the the punk punk rock and all that shit. Where it's like the old people would tell you, "Hey, don't curse, don't dress like that, don't say that," and the young people would say, "Hey, fuck you, man," <laughs> and now. <laughs> And now it's fucking old guys like Jerry Callahan and Tucker Carlson that are yeah. and Alex Jones that are, that, that the that are, are breaking badasses. the rules. Yeah. And it's us that are going, hey, you're not allowed to say that. And it's like, what the fuck happened to us that we're tattletales and little bitches now? 
I say it all the time, but how boring is it to live your life already knowing everything? Right. So, so what, so what I mean by that is like, like someone like Reamer. Right. Reamer right. Perfect, is perfect example. Co- convinced that every important social issue, he knows it absolutely, no questions, end of story. He is a hundred percent convinced of it. Yeah. And to, to me, that is such a boring intellectually lazy, uncurious way to look at the world that your mind cannot be changed, that you like what kind of way like what is the point of anything of 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 getting up in the morning if everything that you already need to know, you already know and your mind is made up and no one can change your mind on it. That to me sounds like 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 that that sounds like hell. If if there was a hell on earth, that would be it right there. <laughs> These people are living in a hell world. That I I it, it blows my mind and to me, when I see young people that are so lazy that just accept everything because they they because it's easier just to ju- just to get by and just to just to read the clippings and 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 see what their friends tweet on and 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 it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't like this whole idea of big tech companies telling me what I can and can't see and what I can and can't say. However, I do see that these guys are assholes. I mean, Milo said that you know, pedophilia is a good thing. And, and well, he's uh, a piece of shit, but you know yeah. what? Let me tell you something. You need that to get the opposite because yeah. if there's no Milo Yiannopoulos, there's, there's no opposite of that either. There's no one fighting back against him. Yeah. So if we only allow one thing, then that's all there's ever going to be. And really, if you, if you get rid of a guy like Alex Jones, I think Alex Jones of the three that we've named, I think Alex Jones is the best example because Alex Jones will say some shit that is right. He'll stumble upon a good point once in a while. And I think that's part of, you know, watch a fucking beautiful mind. There's a very thin line between brilliance and insanity br- between and brilliance and insanity. Really. <laughs> and the only way you get to true genius is by having some crazy fucking thoughts. And I'm not saying Alex Jones is a genius. Don't twist my fucking words. But what I am saying is that you need to throw a lot of shit against the wall to find something that sticks. Can I tell you why this is this discussion is important? Yeah. So uh, this is going to sound like an Alex Jones take, but have you heard the theory that we are already cyborgs? No. Do Listen, tell. No, no, hold on. Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. What I mean by that is that a cyborg in the sense that we are not like fucking like like half robot. But what I mean is that our ability to be fully functioning, cognizant human beings is now directly contingent and dependent on technology. Oh, yeah. Like, like, think of like, like Mike, think about it this way. Could you survive? Like if I, if I put you in the middle of America, if I put you in the middle of fucking bumfuck Ohio and with no GPS, no, no cell phone, I think about that all the you time. You got to get home. I think about you, that all the fucked. time. Cause, you're dead. Cause you're literally, just, literally from work to home, I don't drive. So if I haven't walked the route that I'm taking, I don't know how to direct you. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Because I've never driven anywhere. So people are there are times where people are like, hey, how do we get to your house? I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Because <laughs> I because I have no fucking idea. So yeah, I, I'd be completely lost. And with your condition, you have to leave a trail of bread uh, breadcrumbs everywhere you walk. <laughs> yes. Well, so no, it, it used very... to be uh, Reese's pieces would get me. <laughs> now but now it's gluten free bread. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and protein shakes. That's what it is now. <laughs> uh kale. Kale. That's uh, he leaves a little trail of kale, yeah. uh kale salad behind him. Uh but but of so much of our consciousness, like we think, like you know, they say that you start to understand a language when you when you start to dream in that language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what all the the people say. I don't know, I can't speak another language, but the people that speak languages say it really started to make sense when I started dreaming or, or thinking in that language. We dream. I I, I can tell. I, I at least for me, I've dreamed in tweets. And dreamed in in. I in, know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're 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 thinking about interactions and stuff on Twitter to the point that now it's. I would say that 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 social media or technology has in a sense rewired our thinking to the point yeah. that we are so dependent on it that our life would would not be the same without it. Well, there's also studies that say like the 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 pheromone release you get from getting likes on something like we're dependent on that now. Like with everything. Why do you think? Why do you think these basic white chicks are so upset and so up in arms right. and are taking away likes on Instagram? Because it's attention. It's people saying, hey, we, it's literally people saying, hey, we like you or we like what you said or what you did. And I don't know if you saw this. I guess uh, this week there was a story that um, Instagram is considering getting rid of likes because, yeah, it's, because, that, it, because it's making people feel bad. Yeah, because some people get two likes and some people, uh, some people get, you know, some people have an ass on them, so they get a thousand. That's right. That's right. You know, I've, I always said, did, what do you think of my take on that? By the way, about how I wish I had tits. 
How great, for, how great. For just for Instagram likes? Just, no, not even that. Just for Twitter. You know, you know how many basic bitches that are unattractive on Twitter? I'm so sorry, the Vicky uh, AF or whatever your name is. That <laughs> they've got like 20,000 followers. They're uninteresting. They've never put an interesting tweet out in their yeah. life. But they occasionally put a cleavage shot out there, and they've got fucking you know half a million followers. There's a girl. It, there's a girl I graduated. There's a girl I graduated high school with, who I think she's gotten some work done because she was she was always pretty in high school, but now she it's like she's banging. <laughs> but uh, I looked. I happened to see her on Instagram the other day, and I just clicked on her profile because I was curious how many she followed. Because I saw she had like a thousand likes on a picture or something, so I clicked on it. And she's got like a 100,000 followers or something. Yeah. And she's not yeah. famous for anything except, I guess, being hot. <laughs> yeah. So so there, I'm not sure if you saw this, um, but there was an article that came out, and this is also very interesting about Facebook, um, that it's – have you heard of Facebook shadow profiles? Mm, I don't think so. So so here's here's the irony, and here's, here's the best argument for why Facebook shouldn't be banning things. When it talks about uh, Facebook, you know, uh, well, they're a private company. They have every right to do what they want. Here's the thing. They're really not because Facebook – did you know that if you, even if you don't have a Facebook, if you've never had a Facebook in your life, there is a shadow profile for you on Facebook? Ooh. I don't like yes. that. <laughs> this is this is true. So this was this was posted. If you just Google uh, shadow profiles Facebook, what it is is every time that you sign up for Facebook, Mike. Let's say that your friend Sally doesn't have Facebook, but you have Sally's phone number and email address in your phone. Oh, when oh, you sign up, fuck! It syncs your contacts, and guess what? Your contacts, Sally included, are Jesus now Christ. loaded in there. And guess what? Her email address is loaded in there as well. If she has Instagram and her email address is connected, her phone number, it's, it finds that. And guess what? If your friend Jimmy, if producer Jimmy has Sally in his phone too and he creates a Facebook, guess what? Now it makes a connection that Sally is friends with you and Jimmy. And now, Jimmy might be friends with Sally. He just dropped his that, microphone. That, that's right. <laughs> but guess what? Guess but guess what happens? Now, if Sally ever makes a Facebook, you know who she's going to get recommended to be friends with? You and Jimmy. Right. Because there was already a shadow profile that is, for her. Ooh, it freaks me out. It freaks me out that like I'll go to a restaurant now, or or a bar or whatever, and uh, I'll leave, and I'll get like a little notification on my phone that says like, you know, how was Miller's Ale House? I'm like, yeah, why, right? why do you know that I was there? <laughs> so but, but it's, is, it's fucking creepy, man. But hey. But this is why we should be careful with this whole idea of a private platform because right. you know they, we're going to let these people be the arbiter of what we are allowed to say or what speech that we are and we aren't allowed to hear. All in the while, they have shadow profiles for people that never gave their consent to have their information on this fucking platform, and yet they're going to be big brother and, 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 and or, you know mommy and daddy and tell me what I can and can't listen yeah. to. It just well, – that, that's the hypocrisy. Another reason it's important too is because – you know. Right now, say iTunes bans a bunch of podcasts, or bans all of them, like bans, you know, certain podcasts that curse or whatever. Eventually, I mean, you're going to find Joe Rogan because you're going to seek him out. You're going to find Bill Burr because you're going to seek him out. But you'd never find this podcast. You'd never find the Minifan Show. A podcast that you don't already know exists, you're never going to find. So you're not going to be introduced to new things except what they spoon feed you and what they, what they allow you to see. So that's Correct. the other dangerous thing is that now we're in a world where Mark Zuckerberg is basically telling us what we're allowed to watch or listen to. Because like it or not, they are private companies, but they're companies that advertise for everyone. That's what social media is, an advertisement for all of us. So the only reason that I have any listeners to this show is because I have a decent amount of Twitter followers. So if they decide yeah. that I'm not allowed to promote my podcast anymore, well, that fucks me. And then it also fucks people that do Shows that are like mine, but even better, if you can imagine that. Correct. Um, so yeah, it's fucking sad. But hey, if you like this podcast, if you like Barstool Sports, if you like Kurt, if you like any edgy content at all, then you should be fighting against this and speaking out against it. As you should be fighting against it as passionately as if Robert Kraft tried to hand you a hundred thousand dollars. That's how angry you should be about this. Would you suck his dick for a hundred thousand dollars? I would. In, in <laughs> right here in the studio, there would be a portrait of me performing the act for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> what's the least? What's the least amount of money you'd suck a dick for? Eighty bucks. <laughs> Eighty? No. Uh, genuine? You, you want a genuine answer? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say like a hundred thousand oh, dollars. But you could, oh, you could, you could, you could. 
easily chip away at that. If you put the cash in front of me, a couple grand. <laughs> yeah, say, if I give you 1200 bucks cash, that's out of the table. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Why not? you got to try everything once before you die, right? We got coattails grabbing Geary and, and, and tank gurgling Geary after yeah. that. Yeah. I'd have to ask my girlfriend if she'd mind. But I think for the money, I'd take her out to a nice dinner. Would you split the 80 bucks Listen, with honey, her? I'm doing this for us. I split the 80 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'd take her out. I'd show her a nice time. You know that Gucci bag you've been wanting? This is, this it would is our be, ticket, baby. It would be my, my negotiation of this would literally be like an episode of Pawn Stars where you'd shoot me <laughs> on the way in and I'd say, you know, obviously I'm not going to walk out of here for less than uh, $30,000. And then on the way out, I'm like, well, you know, it's not exactly what I wanted, but uh, I got myself a nice dinner in Vegas. And uh, hey, it's 80 bucks in my pocket that I didn't have That's before. That's right. That's exactly right. Good attitude to have. All positive vibes. But hey, a lot of people aren't as uh, open with their sexuality as me. So uh, a lot of people are very offended that Robert Kraft got his uh, pecker sucked. And his ass played with, which is going to tie into my tweet of the week. But uh, he got he's a Mm -hmm. he's an ass man. I like it. He likes he likes a little fingers in his bum. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, hey, I got to say, I respect the the game by you. I've never had it. I've never, uh, I can't, I can't hate on it because I've never, uh, I've never experienced. Oh really? It. Yeah. No, never, no, it's, it's delightful. No it's one's, great. Uh, no one's rummaged uh, around down there yet. <laughs> oh man, you got, you got to find that. So the call her daddy girls have a great episode on this. We got to get them on the podcast, by the way. The okay. call her daddy girls. I gotta listen. I, I haven't listened yet. I gotta. I gotta check that it's podcast excellent. Out. Everyone it's loves excellent. it. Yeah, I hear it's excellent. They, they're, they're up and coming podcast. They really could use our plug. Um, yeah, right. They're, they're, they're only number twenty five in the world yeah. for podcasts. Most successful barstool podcast. Just about a couple hot chicks talking about the dirty shit they do. No. Um, but it is, it is pretty funny. So yes, craft ass man. But people, some, some moralists out there, yeah. some douchebags and hypocrites, have problems with that. So if you don't know, Robert Kraft uh, offered a hundred thousand dollars to a charity that deals with a, a school in Haiti. Edu- edu- education for the children of Haiti. Yeah, I think uh, it's the, ha- the Haitian Fund or something like that. I can, I'll yeah. get the name. So you figure Haiti, not the richest of countries, 100 grand would probably go a long way into educating those kids, maybe building a nicer school for them, whatever, whatever you decide to use the money for. That's your prerogative. You're the charity. You deal with it. $100,000 is a lot of money, no matter how you slice it up. But Robert... Robert Kraft got his pecker played with at a massage parlor. And uh, this guy, Patrick Moynihan, that I guess runs the charity. I didn't realize uh, until listening to Kirk's podcast that it was specifically one guy. Like, I, I thought maybe uh, before He's reading— the president. B- before, He's the president. Yeah, right. I thought maybe before reading the article that there was a little more to it. I thought, hey, maybe it's not just a charity taking a—, a taking the high road and turning their nose up at Robert Kraft. Maybe there's some reason that they couldn't accept money from a guy who just went through a controversy like this that I wasn't aware of. But really, it's just a guy wagging his finger. A guy at work uh, uh, is involved with the Catholic Church, mind you. <laughs> wagging his finger at a man. Any conflict there. <laughs> wagging Morally his finger consistent. at a guy for sexual crimes. Unbelievable. He, and then, he do yourself a favor. Quiet on Kirk's podcast today, yeah. by the way. He he did not like when Kirk went, but brought the whole. No, let's uh, move on from that. Search. I believe he said. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, what he said. Well, because, this is the best. Line. Clearly, Kirk is not sensitive to that. Do yourself a favor. You know what? Unless you're ve- if you're very well versed on the topic, maybe you don't even want to bother listening to Patrick Moynihan drone on and talk over Kirk for forty five minutes. But whoa, 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 whoa. listen, listen to Kirk's podcast. I'm not. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. As what a, am I? What am I as, doing? Social as media a fan, as the resident minute fan here. <laughs> um, yes, listen to Kirk's podcast. But uh, he had Patrick Moynihan on yesterday or today, and um, the the one quote I took away from it was Kirk brought up that this Patrick Moynihan is a deacon, I believe, with the Catholic Church. Yeah, and uh, you know he brought up the the obvious thousands of scandals the Catholic Church has had over the years. Yep. And Moynihan answers and says, hey, I set aside time every day to be sad about that. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, I'm not spinning it to be funny. He said, I set aside time every day to be sad about that. Oh, well, you know what? Slate's clean then. <laughs> you guys are great. You guys are doing some fine work over there. I didn't realize you were sad about it every day for 10, 20 minutes. Pensive, prayerful Patrick Moynihan sits there for 11 minutes a day and feels very, very bad about the fucking – it's got to be in the millions now. 
of kids that were fucking raped oh, and sure, molested yeah. by these these creeps, these fucking creeps in the in the Catholic Church. These guys that that are that are all sexual deviant. You you gotta be again. I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church, so I, whatever. But you gotta be something wrong with you if you willfully choose to be celibate the rest of your life. Like you clearly have to be like that's that's just a little odd to begin with, and clearly like. Maybe we want to reevaluate this whole idea that you cannot have sex or you can't ever get married because it seems like there's a direct correlation between a lack of being able to, you know, get married and have sex or whatever and raping kids. Well, there's a million, Maybe come up with an idea. There's a million reasons to despise the Catholic Church, but it's just that it makes it that much funnier when a guy involved with them start when they start wagging their fucking finger. The same Globe Spotlight team that 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 loves to fucking jerk themselves off about how they were the ones that take down the, the 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 Catholic sex abuse scandal, and yet they're the ones that are that are that are just lapping this guy up, this yeah. moralist, this guy who is who is a champion for the Catholic Church. No, but, but remember, he feels bad. He feels. Oh, I feel. I feel sorry about. I, it. I feel sad every day. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes a day. I, I feel sad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if uh, you might be wondering. Well, Mike, why did why did Robert Kraft go and complain to the Globe about this? Well, he didn't. Uh, Patrick Moynihan went running. Excuse me, folks. Can I have some attention for a few minutes? Uh, I will co- Globe. I know you hate Robert Kraft. Guess who I turned down? <laughs> Do you love me yet? I know I begged to be in your newspaper nine years ago. Will you put me in there now if I turn down Robert Kraft's money? And then to ha- the balls. <laughs> To tell Minahan today that he wasn't looking for attention. It was to what? Spread the word? Listen, everyone who judges Robert Kraft is already judging. You don't need Patrick Moynihan to tell. Again, it goes back to the Facebook thing. You don't need someone telling you to be offended. Either you are offended or you're not. So what Patrick Moynihan did doesn't make anyone more or less offended. It's just a way for him to say, hey, look what I did, guys. And you know what? If he was honest today, if he or, or... if he was a percentage of honesty and went on and said, hey, you know what? I don't particularly like what Robert Kraft did. It's against my beliefs. And I felt that going to the Globe was a way to make up that $100,000. We turned down Robert Kraft's money, but maybe some people see our name in the Globe and we make some of that up. It makes a difference. Then yeah. I would say, hey, you know what? I get that. You don't like what Robert Kraft did. You don't want his, his, blood, his filthy blood money. <laughs> But you make it up in a different way. That's fine. But don't fucking look down your nose at a guy. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a member of my family that that runs a nonprofit. Um, and and I asked this person, I was like, listen, like, would you turn down a hundred thousand dollar donation from Robert Kraft? And they were like, are you insane? Like, no, of course, of course not. not. Would like, you t- you, know, would you, you turn down a hundred thousand dollars from us? Charles Manson? You know what I mean? Like, you would you turn down a hundred thousand dollars from anyone if you're running a charity? Yeah. You shouldn't. So I, I, so I, then I, then I explained the, the Moynihan thing, and they, they, their response was that is the, that is literally, that is literally the dumbest thing that they could imagine. That that's, that's somebody that would rather care about their ego and making a statement than they actually care about helping the people that they're investing in. Um, yeah. So that, again, that's just one, that's just one person's take on it, and I'm not making it up. This is a real person. Yeah. The other thing is that I'm not sure if you caught what Kirk said, um, but um, we found a article from Brown Alumni Magazine from 2012, I believe. And there's an interesting quote in here from uh, the esteemed aforementioned Patrick Moynihan. Um, And it said something to the extent of, uh, it was about his brother and how his brother, um, who works as the CEO of, I think, Bank of America, who makes, you know, like $50 million a year, literally. So again, Patrick obviously is not hurting for money. Another, another uh, crime syndicate, the fucking yeah. banking industry. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, these, these guys bankrupted the economy in, in, in 2008. But hey, you know, it's okay. Patrick feels bad about all the people that got their homes foreclosed on and everybody that, you know, lost everything in their yeah. retirement account. He feels bad for two seconds a day, so that makes it okay. That They're going to get their home back now because he feels bad. Um, and Patrick said in this, he said um, he said something about Brian, his brother say, uh, is trying to stay out of the globe. And then Patrick says, um, but I like being in the globe. Right. Right? His own words, I like being in the right. globe. Right, of course. It, so the, sec- a, the second ego. he can, he ego runs ego. to them ego. and says, yeah, put me, put me in your paper because I was a good boy. You guys mm-hmm. don't like Robert Kraft? I, I said no to him. I said, no, yeah. no, thank you, sir. We don't take your money here. 
And why, why don't you go lecture to your brother about how it's easier for a rich man to get into – for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, right? Yeah. Your fucking brother making $50 million a year. How about, how about you, How about you, you moralist, you, you sanctimonious douche? How about you, you get off your high horse and go, and go look at that uh, and, and look at the stick in your own eye before trying to take down a guy that made a mistake and look at somebody in your lowest moment? In fact, I read a newsletter from him that he came out on his annual releases. And in his newsletter, this is what this, this, is what this douchebag said in his newsletter. It just, it drives me nuts, people like this, these pukes. Uh, he said, um, he's talking about some bullshit with his charity, and he said, you know, I've been thinking, this is a direct quote, I have been thinking a lot about how we judge others in terms of success and failure. And he goes on to talk about forgiveness and all this shit. This massive hypocrite, complete and total nonsense, talking about how I've been doing a lot of pensive thinking and, <laughs> pensive and rumination. Thing. I've been staring at a lot of windows. <laughs> And failure. I've been thinking for 11 minutes a day about success and failure and about this one guy, Robert Kraft, the worst moment of his life, a guy that otherwise has lived a pretty damn good life and has been very, very charitable, given millions of dollars to good charities about every single cause over the years. The one bad moment of his life, and that's it. People pounce Sorry. on Sorry. Well, the other yeah. thing, too, about just the idea of charity is do you think when uh, one of these kids in this school in Haiti – when they receive a, a new book that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise or their classrooms redone or whatever, do you think they say, well, I hope no one was jerked off for this money? <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, why does that matter? That When you give money to the Jimmy Fund, do you think the kids are like, whoa, hey, wait a second. I'd love to extend my life a few years, but not if the guy was getting his prick pulled. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's the sickening thing is the, as much as he wants to take the moral high ground, he wasn't for one second thinking about the kids that he deals with. Yeah, when, when I... It, 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 I once, you know, when I once had to take a ride in an ambulance, and I, and the first thing I did was ask the ambulance driver if he's ever been pulled over before, because I said, "Listen, if you've ever committed a crime, if you've ever been got, got a ticket before, I don't want to take this ambulance ride. Yeah. Not going to happen." You ever gotten behind the wheel drunk, sir? You, get, let me out. <laughs> let me out of this. <laughs> uh, let me out. Yeah, my my leg will put itself back on. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, it's bullshit, bullshit, complete, complete idiocy. I mean, it, it was, and it was maddening to listen to. I didn't think, you know, I, I, I said in my tweet today, when I tweeted yeah. this out, I said, that I didn't think it was possible for this guy to make a bigger ass of himself than he did on Mutt and Callahan. Um, or as Kirk refers to it as, um, the other show on the other station. Uh, <laughs> but he, he did somehow he managed and constantly, you... constantly talking over him and oh, answering things that he did. Oh, no, no, let me finish. Oh, the worst is this is how he can tell a real asshole. Is if is Kirk? I guess cursed. I didn't honestly. The first time he brought it up, I didn't hear. Hey, it. I Kirk, take I take Kirk. issue with that sort of language. He might have Did said, you, "Damn." I, uh, let's let's pretend said, my no, mother said is. He said, "What the hell?" Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. He said, "Let's pretend my mother is listening." It's like, no, motherfucker, you you're coming on the podcast. I'm going to talk how you I want. You talk how you want, and judge me on your own time. Yeah, that's that's insane. This is the sort of this is the sort of moralism that we're talking about. That he's going on somebody else's podcast and telling him how he can and cannot do his essentially to Kirk's business. This is his livelihood. Yeah. So when you're gonna go walk into a fucking you know uh, a, a fucking uh, plumber's office and tell him how he needs to put the that he can't curse when he fucking installs your toilet. Right. Like how stupid is that? Right. Um. And did you see that that this guy this this egomaniac tweeted about how. Uh, at WGBH about how he would like to do an interview with them. Yeah. But but yeah, he's he's the it's the classic Dino. Quit tweeting at you know Sean Spicer not seeking access. He's tweeting at WGBH about coming on doing yeah, an interview. I'd love to come on sometime. Fame whore, ridiculous. So transparent, but it's typical Globe, par for the course. Hey, since we brought up uh, Kirk, I want to know what happened. Did did we did we give up on hashtag Kirk to JRE? No, uh, we did not give up on it. It just in my my fit of rage on the podcast yesterday, I didn't even think about it. Right. But I think we'll we'll have to address. I mean, it's evergreen. We'll address it. We'll have to address it on the next episode. Right, we'll good. postpone it. I don't want to look like an asshole being the only no, one no, left no. on the battlefield we're, here. For we're, we're going. We're going to do it. I first before I do that, I have the email for um the booking agent for Rogan. That Matt his Matt Stang account. or whatever his name is. Yeah, because he gets really really. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to like when people uh, tweet at him because oh, he. Shit. I've been doing it a lot. <laughs> he clearly says on his personal account that this is a personal account, and then he says in all caps for all show <laughs> news or booking correspondence, Oops. and then he gives the, the link to do that. I'm like, oh, whatever, dude. Um, but he's he's got he doesn't even have that many followers, so he definitely sees it. Yeah. Uh, well, that was my but, logic too. Is he only he has rough, only slightly more followers than I do? You know what? So you know what his you know what his, our in is though with Rogan. What's that? Lenny Clark was on Rogan. 
Oh, now that's interesting. Yeah, we got to get Lenny Clark to text Rogan and say, hey, Joe, you need to have Kirk on. Yeah. I like that's that. I like that strategy. That's and, a better hey, strategy. Hey, Lenny Clark oh. did Colin Letty's podcast, so you guys could definitely get him on. <laughs> oh, wait. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay, let's get Lenny Clark on this podcast and convince him Kirk needs to go on. Let's do that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All right, there you go. Breaking break news. Lenny uh, Clark, news. coming on. I'm, I don't so, want to tease any more guests. We do have a big guest coming up soon whenever we figure out a schedule, but I don't want to say him anymore because every fucking Jerry Callahan can't come on. Intern Dana stops fucking responding to me. It, I, 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 hate t- I feel bad because people are, think I'm lying, <laughs> and I just look like an asshole every time. But we do have a, a good guest booked. Let's yes. just say uh, it has to be on a Red Sox off day. <laughs> that, that'll be my tease viva uh, uh well that just gave it away uh <laughs> so speaking of the red Sox, uh so I, uh, you know it's funny a buddy sent me this tweet the other day and i didn't think anything of it he just kind of thought like oh isn't this my can you hear that oh, my, my downstairs neighbor is fucking blasting music it's I, like 10 on a wednesday night what the fuck is that I can't even hear it, but is is it as bad as as the opening Mark Moroso music? No, it's a little. It's more pleasant than that. Okay. Did you hear the one today? Do you think? Are you of the school oh, that he is? Yeah, he's he definitely is clearly. He's one hundred percent fucking of with Thrones you. Intro, he's <laughs> trolling us hardcore. He's, fu- he's got to be fucking with you. By the way, he's going to be on the Minifan Show to fight it out with DEC. And is about he going time. to be on? Are you going on enough about me? What the hell is going on with this? I need to see you and Mark fight this out. I don't know. I told. Uh, so I texted Kirk about it. Uh, he said, uh, he said, I'm down, uh, text Mark about it. Like he kind of schedules that shit. So I text Mark. Uh, he told me I hurt his feelings <laughs> to it, to which I replied like, Hey, let's just do it, man. I go, honestly, it'll be good for both of us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it gets you back on the show. It gets me on the show. Whatever. Um, and then, you know, I said something about it on Twitter and he's like, relax, you'll get your 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm helping you again, you dumb motherfucker. And uh, then I haven't heard anything about it since, so I don't know. But I have a meeting with uh, Kirk next Wednesday, so we'll see how things go. Chris, good best wishes. Back to the back to the real important stuff: the Red Sox, baby. Uh, know, everyone's very fired up about the Red Sox right now. Um, so, oh, by the way, I just checked the score: seventy-eight to a hundred bucks. What a, what a, what a, that, that, good, good. You know what? That's how this season should end. A fucking right. lackadaisical fucking effort, a blowout, and Kyrie, bang, Ky, Kyrie saying, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, what do you mean? I, I, I did exactly what I should. I should have taken more shots the other night. Another three for 22 performance from Irving. Yeah. Have yeah. fun with the Knicks, you yeah. fucking loser. The Knicks will yeah. be, the Knicks will suck. Durant won't go there. Kyrie will go there. It'll be Kyrie and maybe Zion and... Zion will blow out his fucking knee in the first game, and the Knicks will suck forever. Yep. Good. Kyrie deserves and, it. My house is vibrating. What is this asshole doing? That is the loudest music I've ever heard in my life. Start, start tapping on the through. floor. Start tapping on the floor. Um, there you go. There you go. So, let's get to this fucking story here. Steve Buckley tweets out the other day that Alex Cora's not going, and uh, Mookie Betts already wasn't going. JBJ, I don't believe, is going. So, essentially... All the uh, minorities on the Red Sox decided not to go to the White House. Jimmy keeps dropping shit, too. There's nothing but background noise going on over here. I apologize. That's right. That's right. Um, so, so Steve Buckley tweets, uh, uh, Alex Cora decided he's not going to the White House. So it will essentially be the White Sox there. And it's funny because a buddy texted me that as if to say, "What a look at this cornball joke from this old man. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think anything of it after that. Bad joke. I would oh, a, ter- a, ter- joke. a terrible joke. But you see what he, you see what he's going for, obviously. And I think Steve, Steve Buckley is obviously gay, and I think he's one of the more liberal guys there is. I don't think he's for uh, Donald Trump. I don't think he's. I don't think Steve Buckley is a big pro-Trump guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, all it, the commentary was just, well, I guess the white guys are going to go to the White House. That's basically all it was. Not particularly funny, but maybe for Buck's audience of 90-year-old Red Sox fans, they got a chuckle out of it. Whatever. David Price retweets it and basically says, I felt the world needed to see this. Yeah, he, more Steve than 32,000 Steve Buckley doesn't have enough followers. The world needed to see just how offensive this was. Now, I don't know anything uh, about what David Price has been doing on Twitter lately uh, because – he blocked me a few years ago because he did? Uh, yeah because I said uh, hey boy David this David Price isn't pitching that well <laughs> but 
But I'm assuming he's not being overly sensitive and acting very rationally about this. <laughs> that would no, 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 totally out of character for somebody like Price to have bunny ears and be sensitive to what people say about him online. That blows my mind. That you know, to put it kindly, that a relative nobody can tweet at him and he blocks them. And he's got what? He's got a million followers, maybe. I mean, how many followers? He's got a lot. I'm assuming. Two hundred thousand, I would think, at least. That's, um, that's insane to me. But so here's the thing. Here's the thing with blocking, because people, some people say like, "Oh, this guy blocked me. What a pussy." I'll say the thing about blocking is if some, you know what? If someone's like, like I said about Alex Jones, hundred percent support his right to say whatever the fuck he wants. But if he's doing it in my living room, I'd ask him to leave. <laughs> so if you're tweeting someone over and over again, you fucking suck. I hate your guts. I hope you die. If you block that person, I don't necessarily blame you. But it's when you just get like, hey, boy, David Price has really been sucking on the mound. Block. And it's every fucking person. You're like, this guy's a little overly sensitive and has rabbit ears. Now he's moved that to... Almost like your hero, Big Jim Murray. Yeah, I hear that. You know what I think Big Jim Murray did? You guys bring this up? Large gymnasium. I don't don't, want to deviate too far from our topic here. But... uh, because like you said, you got blocked by Jim Murray and never you've never him. So I think what, there's a, there's a some I don't know how you do it, but you can um, make it so that uh, I want to block Kirk Minahan, let's say, and I also want to block everyone that also follows Kirk Minahan and Jerry Callahan. If you follow both of them, uh, you're blocked. That means I would be blocked and you would be blocked by that person. So my guess is there's someone that you follow. What a fragile ego. That's the only thing that, I can think that, of. That I haven't, I'll have that, to ask that, my boy about it. But What kind of person would even see – what kind of person would be that psychotic to even seek out a software like that? I, don't, I, I learned I learned. Come on, I know that. he's your boy. He is my come boy. Come on. I learned that's, about that's that pathetic. because there was, this, there was this guy, Jamie Kilstein, who's like – he was like an ultra-liberal, uh, uh, you know, went after comedians for jokes and stuff like that. And uh, I guess he blocked a couple comedians that I follow. And I looked this guy up one day after he was on Rogan, and I'm blocked by him. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How, how would Jamie Kilstein know who I am? And it turns out he did this thing where if you follow this person and this person, you're blocked by him automatically. That's pathetic. Yeah. That is so pathetic and so, <laughs> that's so fragile, so thin-skinned. That is, is, is honestly a shame like when we talk about the the you know the, the death of traditional masculinity, that is case in point for it right there, my friend. That you yeah. are so pathetic and thin skinned that you can't even handle that. Um, speaking of pathetic and thin skinned, there's a guy on Twitter, um, Nathan L seventy five, who uh, was retweeted by a journalist today, uh, and I'm curiously blocked from him. And mm. uh, and half of Twitter was blocked from him. Everybody that follows Kirk, I think he has the same. I was gonna software. say it's got to be something like that. Yeah. Same software, and, yeah. and you know what it turns out though. Nothing but selfies of him with Shirley Long. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Um, anyway, back to the topic at hand. So Price, yeah. dink of the dinks. Uh, I wasn't. I, so I'm not. I'm not that interested in the in who's going to the White House. I don't give a fuck. I think pretty pretty standard. What you're going to see is it might be mostly white guys, and that's not because they're racist. It's because I, I genuinely believe there's a pressure that's kind of unfair that's put on. Uh, minorities that they have to denounce Trump, where you know. So I mean, if if Mookie Betts went to the White House, he'd be considered, and for lack of a better term, like an Uncle Tom or something like that. Sure. So yeah. th- I think there's a hundred percent of pressure on that. So even if Alex Cora wanted to go to the White House, I think that maybe he felt some pressure from his community that he shouldn't, or because of the Puerto Rico thing, that might be a big reason why, a million reasons why he wouldn't want to necessarily go to the White House. But also the the opposite of that would be maybe you want to go to the white house not because you support the president but because it'd be fucking cool you can bring your kids to go meet the president how often do you get to do that yeah well jamel hill wrote a whole piece in the atlantic uh that was the the, the atlantic i think I, that was read by i think all of 14 people uh <laughs> that said or at least people that are fans of her i'm assuming it's close to that at least um that said i she, i just don't understand why white players can't see the problem with trump and it's like, okay, I, I get that he's an asshole. A lot of them you, do. A lot of them didn't vote for him. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's just it, – it, this doesn't have to be a political thing. It really, really no. doesn't. No. It really doesn't. And, and, and why is – and this is what – I love how all of a sudden uh, J.D. Martinez is, uh, is not uh, considered a minority. Yeah, because he, uh, he tweeted something about Hitler. I mean, uh, he posted he posted a, an about anti he posted yeah. an anti 
anti-Hitler thing on Instagram, <laughs> and that makes him a racist somehow. Or some guy named Nathan Navaldi is not, you know, he's, he's, he's a he, he's kind of sounds like a I mean, what he's see he, a white guy, yeah, I right. guess, kind of. I mean, mm. I don't know. It just it, it, to me, it's pathetic that whole. Well, it's, it's silly, but it's even more silly to go after Steve Buck. They eat their own, and I'm you know Republicans do it also, but. People on that side particularly eat their own where it's like Steve Buckley is, from my understanding, as liberal as you can get. He's gay. He's a, he's a, a proud gay man. <laughs> and he came out at a time where it wasn't necessarily as accepted as it is now. So you're taking that guy and you're demonizing him because he made a fucking silly play on words on Twitter. Wait, so you thought I thought Price was endorsing it. You thought Price was shitting on Buckley? Oh, that's how I took it. Really? See, I thought, I thought that... he was saying more people need to see this as in, look at the offensive joke this guy made. No, That's no, how no. I took it. No, this is so weird. So we're, we're in different places with this. So I thought that Price was retweeting it saying, I agree with this point. I'm throwing my teammates under the bus. The white players on oh, my team wow. are see, racist. I didn't take that from it. I mean, I think that Price is a shithead and a yeah. shitty teammate and a bad person. And I think that he tweeted that because oh, that's he's even a dink. I didn't even I think, really think of that aspect of it. That's honestly, that's ten times worse. Because one agree. thing, one thing, the thing that I thought it was was kind of what you would expect David Price to do: throw a guy under the bus for saying something he didn't like. That's way worse to throw your teammates under the bus for going to the White House when it's like eh, that's kind of a cool thing. It's celebrating the championship you just won. First of all. That David Price was so hyped about. I'm a winner now. Hey, Boston, am I accepted now? Yeah, you but of are. Of course, they gave the MVP to a white guy. Of course, yeah, right. they did. Right. Couldn't that give racist it to a black sport. Guy. The probably the most diverse sport. <laughs> if you look at all the different cultures that are involved in baseball, right. is it like right. is that is that really? The, uh, I don't know. Nope. I'm, I'm, Not enough. Not enough. I'm Not sick enough. of the Trump stuff because it's just been done to death so many times. That's what like, I'm saying, isn't it? Aren't you tired of this by now? He has yeah. made people fucking crazy he has made people lose their mind like i i literally think that like otherwise saying he's gonna people, win again <laughs> like i literally i literally think that if trump's you know came out and said to these people you know that that uh that it, that, that cannibalism was wrong and a horrible thing that next the next day that these people will be you know frying up hands and feet on the street you know it's <laughs> it's literally, literally like that's how insane these people are that they just yeah. it's just because he says something like i don't like the guy either i, I mean i, I yeah. i'm not a big fan of the guy. Um, I like the the economy stuff, but yeah, yeah. I think that he's a. But I think that, he's a scumbag. That's the funny thing is, some people say that as if as if it's like a knock against Trump. Essentially, every Republican president we've ever had, you could say like, I like you know what I like the economy stuff. I don't like his other politics. That's what a, any Democrat would say throughout the last hundred years of Republican presidents. <laughs> You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's kind of Trump is no different than any other president. Really, he does some shit you fucking hate. And he does some shit, maybe it benefits you. The way he's different is he says some ridiculous shit on Twitter. And he's he a dummy. Com- he's an he, idiot. And he yeah. comments on everything. Like, what did he say the other day? Fuck. It, oh, like, oh, oh. He called the uh, the Kentucky Derby. He said <laughs> the, the Kentucky Derby ruling. He said, well, clearly this is PC run amok again. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically. Do you, do you, are you familiar with the, the Matt and Framingham? Uh, account on no, Twitter that everybody so. shits on. He's basically a Matt and Framing. If, if he's if, he is Matt and Framingham as president. It's, it's, it's this guy that literally just he literally feels the need to comment on everything. And on it's everything, always yeah. the most obscene and absurd takes. It's that's who he is. Or he's he's like he's a senile. He's like he's a he's like my. You know, he's like a senile old seventy-year-old man. That, that as as president, I mean, that's really what he is. He's a he's a crazy old guy that has yeah. some good ideas and has some bad ideas. He's he's unhinged. He's a well, fox. That's, that, honestly, that's why. Except- other than their opinions, Trump and Bernie are kind of the same guy. That's why Bernie has so much support. Two right wacko now. old kooks. That's all it is. But, but I'll tell you why. But because um, I wish I could remember what the actual question was but this is a couple weeks ago now, but there was some story in the news where someone asked Bernie a question, point blank, and he answered it, and the answer he gave, a lot of people didn't like. But the difference between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden is, Joe Biden would give you a very political answer. He'd say, he'd say well, you know, the, look at Charlottesville, and he would talk about all these abstract things that don't necessarily relate to the issue that it, Bernie Sanders would just fucking answer you. And you don't like it, the answer might be like, ah, I think college should be free for everyone. You might not like it, but it's a fucking answer to a question. Um, 
And so that's why it's going to be a guy like that. It's going to be that people want that. <laughs> it's a it's a breath of fresh air to see Donald Trump because uh, breath of fresh air is something we'll be getting into in our next segment, actually. That's um, right. But anyways, yeah, I'm sick of the Trump shit, but it's just like I, I, I it fascinates me that politicians like Joe Biden and, and just your standard politicians don't learn from Bernie and Trump and just say, hey, people want real answers. People are kind of sick of the political bullshit that we do. And that's why Trump got elected. But whatever. That's been done to death. Um, all right. We've got a new segment. Would you like to introduce it? This is your baby, sort of. Yeah. So um, I wanted to do uh, a, a little set because so much of this show and so much of like the intellectual bandwidth of this show is predicated on Twitter. We, we, we are promote yes. the show on Twitter. That's where the most of our followers are. And that's where people follow us and listen to the show. And a lot of we talked I tried to, or talked earlier, my ridiculous take about us being cyborgs. But a big part of that like is Twitter. Uh, and I wanted to do um, the, this tweet in review, like a little like this week in review. So tweets in review, tweets or tweets of the week is what I wanted to do. I think the idea is I really want to do a little segment similar to headlines back in the day yeah. uh, of the good, the good, the good days of KNC, where uh, you kind of talk about a best tweet of the week and worst tweet of the week and use that as a way to kind of talk about whatever, right, uh, whatever. whatever the that, I'm glad you off. said that because that's how I used it. I couldn't necessarily find a, quote, worst tweet that we could just make fun of, but I found something that will bring up a, an interesting topic that we can get into. So I will, um, at some point, I'll try, I'll, I'll see if I can coerce uh, DEC into making a nice little open for us, because he is, he is the bit guy. He's got such a good voice, and he's got so, he's such a good sound producer. Yeah. Um, so I'll see if he can make a little, uh, this tweet and review open for us. But like use your, use your imagination for now, folks. Okay, <laughs> dummies. Um, so... Uh, do you want to start or you want me to start? You, you think, start us off. Do you want me to do my best or my worst tweet of the week? I'll say you. we each start with our best and then we each start with, go to our uh, worst. Okay, that? okay. See, I see. I show you mine. You show me yours. Exactly. I like I want to make sure. I this like is like, like when I was in school and I wasn't totally sure if I did the assignment right. They're like, Mike, you want to go? I'm like, eh. We can let someone else go first, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I could see that. Was that before or after they wheeled in the big screen TV? Uh, those, that was only for tests. Uh, that was that was that was it was always very difficult for you to cheat over people too. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, well, yeah, the magnifying. Well, they would cheat uh, off me because it would be very easy, but then they would just get a C or whatever. Like they weren't doing very well if they were cheating off me. Dude, your life is like a South Park episode. I love it. Yeah, it really. Uh, is. So, so my best tweet of the week, and I'm hoping I'm not stealing from you. Uh, my best tweet of the week was a uh, a Florida man okay. refused to remove a sticker from his car window. That said in all caps, I eat ass. <laughs> the Columbia Sheriff County's Sheriff Office charged him with possession of, obs of obscene materials, sparking First Amendment issues. So, props to this man. You know, he'd rather, he, 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 he is a, 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 a butt muncher extraordinaire. He's a man that he's going to live and die by his principles, a hero of free speech in the First Amendment. He is a regular uh, a regular free speech advocate, this guy. Uh, and what's funny is that my, my buddy today, and I'll show it here. I'll show it on the, uh, the podcast on the live stream. My buddy today said uh, – I tweeted out or I texted my buddy in my group chat that uh, – and he sends me – he's like, dude, I kid you not. My buddy lives in Florida. I just fucking passed that car in Florida. <laughs> I'll put it up on the live I stream. I eat ass. There it is on the live stream. <laughs> I eat ass. My buddy. It's a great, like, it's a great like, bumper sticker. He's like, dude, I just fucking passed that car. So it really let, it lets you know what this guy's about. You're like, all right, he, this guy gets down. This guy knows what he wants, and he's not afraid of it. You know what so, I mean? It lets you know you really get down I, to business. But it is kind of interesting, though. Like, I mean, that's something like the whole, the whole, uh, Ass eating culture is some. It's it, that's a big thing with your with your former employer with Barstools. Those guys love yeah. lo, lo, love eat, love eating the booty, and that's yeah. also Guess like that uh, ass. all kinds of shit. Yeah, love the ass. What's the deal with that? Are you are you do you cosign? Are you not? Are you not about it? Are you? I can you? I don't mind it. I don't uh, look down on what anyone's into sexually. Eating ass, I've never done. I get very I get very weirded out by it. Uh, I don't want to have to monitor. You know that Tom Brady is a big fan of it. Yeah. Well, hey. He can get away with it, I'm sure. Like you know, look at look at Giselle. I imagine her asshole's probably clean. But 
I don't want to be in charge of nice, I don't, nice bleached I, asshole. I don't want to be in charge of monitoring how well you're wiping. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather not just not deal with it. I'd rather that, never think about it. That is the next Facebook community standards, by the way. <laughs> yes, you're ban- <laughs> dirty assholes. You're out of here. <laughs> Make sure, kids, that you wipe front to back, not back to front. <laughs> we want our kids to eat ass safely and not have to worry about that kind of stuff. God, you know, big mommy Facebook, right? This this na- nanny Facebook culture. That's all it is. So that's my best tweet of the week. What about you? Okay, well, I guess I have two. I'll let you choose. Would you like a, a silly one or just a, a cogent point? Either. Give me the cogent uh, well, cogent point. the cogent point would be from uh, our friend uh, Gary Leonard Tangway, Ooh, okay. um, who called out uh, people going to the Met Gala, even though he called it the, it's the Met Gala, right? Not the Meta Gala. He used yeah, ha- Met- he used hashtag Meta Gala, so I guess maybe the uh, the treatment's getting to the old, the old Gary. Going to <laughs> yeah, yeah so. poor guy. By the way, I yeah. love Gary Tangway. I don't know if I said it on Same this guy. show, but he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, we do. Um, wish him all the T's and peace. Yeah, T's and P's. He looks like an uh, an evildoer now. Have you seen his new fucking? <laughs> he does the painted on eyebrows are a little bit intense, and he he kind of looks like like a like a villain from like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yes, kind of it's kind of what he looks like. You know what I mean? He's like he's like Razal Ghul or something like that. This guy, uh, poor Gary Tangway. But he said the Met Gala is the epitome of vanity. Thirty thousand dollars a plate. This money should be going to charity. And I said, Gary. You're fucking right, my friend. $300,000 for a table at the Met Gala? It's fucking absurd. And how, how, how... I don't... Well, if it is, then me and Gary didn't do our research. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it just went to the museum. But maybe I'm maybe wrong. That, maybe it goes to the museum. That Which is like, that's not really... Cha- they'll call that a charity, but not really. Um, but then the silly one... Was I get it's real? I had a big you know take what? on that as well. The Met Gala. Oh, go you, ahead. You retweeted. Oh. Yeah, you know, about my my take about all these idiots showing up in dresses. Toxic and masculinity. Like, yeah, yeah. 